Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. What's up, pro wrestling fans here on a Saturday? Welcome in to the Busted Open Podcast Edition. I am your weekend host, Ryan McKinnell. Got the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, across the way joining us for this show and we got a stack show for you pro wrestling fans out there today first of all we're gonna take a dive into smackdown we got a ladder match on the docket between three of the greatest ladder match wrestlers of any generation uh we just got a little bit more in the storytelling department and uh, and, a, and a one hell of a match to look forward to to figure out what that is you got to click play and get it going here on the podcast edition. So we're going to talk about that. We also have an update on Sasha Banks and Bailey. Sasha showing up at SmackDown last night and uh, addressing the attack of Bailey from a few weeks ago. Uh, sadly for Banks, that wasn't the only attack she's going to have to address here uh, with Bailey and that continuing feud. It wouldn't be a Saturday edition of Busted Open without our weekly winner, where we give you the best show in the week that was in professional wrestling. So you got that inside and also in this episode, got some late breaking news uh, on one Brock Lesnar. Yeah, that's right. Brock Lesnar uh, in the news, a free agent in, in multiple spaces, both mixed martial arts and professional wrestling. Got some words from UFC president Dana White that might be closing the book on a potential Brock Lesnar return. All that and more here in this podcast edition of Busted Open. Sit back, click play on your browser. Let's get it going. Busted Open on the weekend. Let's go. Before we get to uh, the week that was in pro wrestling and everything here on a, on a busted open Saturday, I just want to mention the passing real quick of, of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passing away last night after really a 20-year battle with colon cancer. I mean, she's been battling cancer for like 20 years. Uh, the, the definition of a fighter finally succumbing to that horrible disease, but living, I mean, a life well-lived, Mark Henry, a Jewish woman yeah. born in, I believe, 33, rose the ranks of the American justice system politics and became uh, a driving force for good and progress in this country. And and yeah, I mean, uh, we don't have enough time to really get into the impact felt no, and what she no. gave to this country, but uh, it, it definitely bears mentioning. No, too special uh, for just a small excerpt. Um, guys, Google her and look at her accomplishments. Look at what she did for women and look what she did for children. Uh, and with the, with the way the system used to be and some ways still is, uh, she actually took people to task. Uh, so definitely go and look at her history. Um, a horrible, horrible loss, but imagine somebody fighting cancer for 20 years and still being a productive person in our government, which um, we don't have many of those. I can't imagine the bullshit that she had to see and hear and and, and fight through um, just to be a success, nevertheless, to change the way things are for all of us, and we're, we're benefiting from her hard work. Yeah, no question. And and, not, and I don't know how well known this is, but nominated in 1993 to become a Supreme Court justice, right? Six years later, she's diagnosed with cancer. From 99 to 2020, the, 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 basically her entire career in the Supreme Court, she was fighting that battle on some level. So I, I said it last night on Twitter. I mean, you know, a patriot, an American, all that, but just hardcore. Like, that's yeah. hardcore. I mean, I, I don't... I, I, I've come to work, you know, battling kidney stones. We, 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 we do this stuff, you know, we got personal issues going on and, you know, you look at that and maybe you feel good about yourself. You know, you build some armor, like, well, I did this, you know, and this was going on, or I did this when this was going on, whatever the case may be. The point I'm trying to make Mark is she has a way of putting those things in perspective. She's like, Oh, you think you're special? Yeah. I did the majority of my Supreme court career while battling cancer. I tried making this country better while I was battling cancer. And it was just, yeah. it was a constant fight that she was under again, a hardcore woman. 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm just proud to be able to say that um reading her bio it, it just made me feel like wow, there's more for me to do. She is an inspiration. Yeah. If you don't if you don't feel like you got to go and do more after reading about her, then something's broken in you. Like she definitely made me feel like I need to do more in this world. Yeah, well, speaking of hardcore ladies, we got a view into more where the, uh, well, the Bailey and Sasha Banks feud is headed. We saw that on SmackDown last night. We'll get that to that in a little bit. Obviously, rest in power to Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But let's turn the page here, Mark. Let's get a little bit into SmackDown. First of all, we got to pose the question last week as we were getting into the show and through the course of the show, one of the things that I kind of threw to you was, you know, are we watching, are we getting to recap here on the Saturday the best weekly show in professional wrestling with SmackDown. I don't know if it's going to take our weekly winner, Mark, but it was another damn good SmackDown last night. What do you think just in general before we dive into the various, you know, narratives and, and, and talking points? I, th- I thought it was great, man. I thought the flow of the show was good. We talked about that last week, and that was, that was kind of yeah. how I felt about uh, Raw and AEW, um, that they just had this, this, this real – you know, and, and, and the waves, you know, normally when you, you see a river running, a river kind of runs flat and then has some low points and builds up speed and it keeps going down. But it was like the wave and was going up and it kept building and building and building to the main event. And uh, that 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 requires skill, thought. And uh, I see that the WWE writers have, you know, kind of took the challenge and are running with it right now. And that's when you have to give people their flowers. Uh, we, yeah. we criticize often about stuff being disjointed. Uh, it just, did, mm-hmm. something didn't seem right. And this is the time to say, look, they're doing a good ass job. And that's, that's not wrestling. When you, when you create flow and, and a, a synergy from the opening contest to the main event, um, that, that was hard work and they deserve uh, a pat on the bat. Yeah. Yeah. And it played out well. And um, you're actually, you're, you're, excuse me, you're absolutely right. You use that word disjointed. Um, I think that can be brought into a lot of uh, different scenarios when we talk about the world of professional wrestling, especially in the landscape of WWE. But right now, especially on SmackDown, Mark, um, there seems to be a, a nod to long-term storytelling and we're getting some payoffs and the stories actually have some background. And we were just talking about the ladies with Sasha Bailey. We'll get to that more. But also, as we talk about long-term builds, the uh, evolution of Alexa Bliss, Mark, we got a little bit more of a window. We're going to elaborate it, obviously, as the show goes on. But um, we got another window into into where she might be headed. And that long-term booking, that that payoff, that's what we want as uh, professional wrestling fans. And SmackDown's doing a good job of it. And, and I... And I and we, we talk about this fairly regularly. I think one of the things that SmackDown benefits from on Friday night is being two hours. I really do. I think two hours is the sweet spot for a pro wrestling show. And when you, so when you have a Monday night raw show, that's really, really good. uh, I tend to put it in a really high category because it's really hard to make a three hour show run well. So I think that two hour window really plays into the advantage for SmackDown when we do weekly winner, when we talk about, you know, pro wrestling shows on the whole. I I think so. uh, But the fact that it, it is it goes so fast means that it's good. Yeah. And that show went I, I was like, it's done? Like this this oh my God, Roman Reigns is coming. This it's the main event. This is it. Like it went whew, like super fast. And um man, like I said, that's a um that's a reflection of the uh the booking. It's a reflection of the um, you know, where you put everything, the order, and they they knew what they were doing. They did a good job. I, I there was yeah. a point where I I thought I might have put the women the Alexa Bliss thing earlier, but no, it fit where it where it was. It it worked. Yeah. And I, I I just had to sit there and go, Oh, okay. I don't know what I thought I knew. Uh, but it was <laughs> pretty damn impressive show. Yeah. 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 It, 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 well, you know, that's what they do. Well, um, 
especially on Friday night. You know, the the cohesion, the the focus, again, the the narratives that keep you going, and and then, as you said, Mark, makes you feel like time uh, it just kind of stands still. The show starts, you're engaged. A caller yesterday, I don't know if it was John from Upstate, I forget who it was, but he commented on that as well. How there's just something about Friday night. It just it flows well. It starts and it's over. Uh, you know, before you even notice a thing. And and you know what, Mark. I don't think you can undersell or undervalue the importance of a Roman Reigns returning with a Paul Heyman and the intrigue that that offers, right? The stories that they're telling on that show, Sami Zayn is returning. We're talking about really high-level talents with Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn. When you throw and add those ingredients back into the mix on a Friday night with the talent that you already had, with Bailey and Sasha doing what they're doing at the level that they're doing it at, yada yada yada, right? You you add those ingredients into the into the stew, the proverbial stew, and uh, yeah, I mean you've got a recipe for one hell of a pro wrestling show, and it finally feels like on a consistent basis that SmackDown's really bringing it in that level, and and, and those additions and that stew is a, I think a, a big reason why. And who they're doing it with? You look yeah. at last night when you mentioned. Uh, Jeff Hardy and, and you mentioned AJ Styles and you mentioned Sami Zayn like them in a ladder match they, <laughs> like they have built that to a ladder match with those three guys what in the hell should we expect out of Jeff Hardy in a ladder match with AJ Styles and Sami Zayn three unbelievable psychologists Death defined stuntmen and just outright tough ass dudes. It's going to oh. be, it's, it's, it's actually going to be scary because if they can think it, they'll do it. <laughs> and normally you have a match where you have, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And normally you have a match where you have a guy that's like, hey man, I'm going to jump off the moon and you can catch me as I enter the atmosphere on fire and then they'll put the fire out and we'll hit the ocean. And then the other guy's like, whoa. Hey man, how about just jumping off the top rope to the ring? Like, you just have that that conservative, you have three crazy ass people (laughs) in this match and it's a ladder match of all the damn shit. The only thing that can make it worse as if it had been a TLC. But I'll just accept a lot of What are you trying to do? What I was just say, what are you trying to do to these guys? Don't put that out in the universe. <laughs> oh my God, man. I'm telling you. You know, and they could change. Yeah. There's enough time for them to say, you know what? Why just make it a, 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 a ladder match because you want to make it a ladder match? How about AJ Styles come out and say, let's make it a tables match? And then Sami Zayn said, you know what? No. No. I want it to be a chair. Whoever gets hit with the chair. And then finally you can always say, look, I see where, where, where this is going. I see where it's going, guys. How about we just make it a TLC? Holy Mark Henry. Cow. Holy Mark Henry. Cow. Trying, trying no. to ruin the trying to ruin the futures of your favorite wrestlers by fantasy booking them in a hell match. No, listen, Hey, you you have to be the main event. Oh, there's no question. I, I mean, it it, it would certainly be the people's main event. I don't, I mean, what how Vince and the WWE would feel that's, you know, that's another story, but here's the other thing. As we talk about the, the, how it is, like you said, we don't know exactly how this match is even going to turn out, but right now it's looking like a triple threat ladder match with uh, Sami Zayn, AJ Styles, and Jeff Hardy. Here's the other cool thing about that match. Uh-oh. Every single one of those wrestlers kind of embodies ladder matches at different organizations, right? Like Jeff Hardy was the king of ladder matches in WWE for 20 years. AJ Styles was essentially the king of ladder matches in Impact TNA, and then, you know, some indies um, for 15, for 20 years, right? And then Sami Zayn, one of my favorite ladder matches of all time, was his ladder match with Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, back at Ring of Honor when he was still El Generico. I mean, they had a few of them. But that final one where they went through, like, the final, the package pile driver was, like, through three levels of tables. Either way, I forget the exact uh, event it happened at. But these are all three, quote-unquote, ladder guys. Like, they built their career on high-death-defying matches in different companies. Now we're going to get them together in the same company at this point in their career, well, right? So you t- for a title, not just any title, the IC just, title. Which, the right. IC title. 
Which, as we talk about ladder, as we talk about ladder matches, Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels, to have these three come together in that type of synergy for this belt at this time, at this point in their career, holy shit, Mark Henry. Bro, the implications are unbelievable. And I guarantee you, the fans, they have to do it early. Yeah. Because if you do that match too close to the main event, people will go, ugh. Main event was, it was like, it was cool, you have but to have a, you, you need enough distance yep. <laughs> for people to get super up, come down a little bit, and get excited again for some, for the main event. Like, I as a fan, sitting here talking to you, um, I almost say if, if you're not in the main event, you might as well go first. Because you wanna you want to be the you wanna be the people to see everything and you wanna see it from you first. And I, I I hope that's what they do because you have so many layered matches yeah. built toward that pay per view. Um man, what a what a mm. Go first. Yeah, put them on first, give them the first match of the night, let them set the yeah, man. let them set and the them set the tone. Set the tempo. Yeah. Blow the doors off that place and leave it just a wide open room, man, for everybody to just uh, uh and and even with the Thunderdome um atmosphere, that's gonna seem like you're in a, a arena with twenty thousand people in it. That's it's I know, man, these guys are just too damn good, man. Hi, this is Adam Shine, host of Shine on Sports on Mad Dog Sports Radio. The Adam Shine Podcast is back for another football season. I'll give you my passionate, hard-hitting opinions every week, including picks against the spread and fantasy football advice, all while talking to the biggest guests in all of sports. We talk to celebrities, media personalities, diehard football fans on a weekly basis. It's the Adam Shine Podcast, new episodes every Tuesday. You can listen to the podcast anytime on the SiriusXM app, iTunes, Pandora, and Stitcher. Bailey yeah. uh, showing no quarter, taking no prisoners. Uh, and really, Mark, you know, uh, she attacks uh, Sasha Banks in the midst of her promo last night on on SmackDown. But again, uh, adding another wrinkle, adding another layer and taking another step into this heel persona and really letting everybody know just how serious she is and how bad she wants to take out her former best friend in Sasha Banks. Former best friend. That's right. You got to make sure that that's out there because a best friend would never do that. I mean, wow. What a horrible... And why the hell would she even go to the studio? If if I'm hurt, I'm not going to where I could put myself in harm's way. That's a good point. She's got a neck brace on. She shows up at the Performance Institute. Come does on, a remote man. interview. <laughs> does a remote interview. Yeah, in what terms of uh, disjointed disjointed narratives or cohesion, as we talk about on a on the Saturday so often. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, that didn't make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> man, I'm gonna tell you something, man. I'm gonna be hard to find if I get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no smoke at all. I want peace. And time to heal. And I think that um, this is something that could be noted. If you want to put some distance between them, you know, you can you can basically show Sasha doing the Rocky thing. You know, I'm healing up. I'm starting to feel better. I'm not where I can go and do all the things that I need to do to win a match against her. But I'm getting there. And then the next week you get a report. And then down the road, when it happens, it happens. If she dies, she dies. <laughs> I'm such well, a clown. It's too early well, in the morning, man. Well, no, first of all, it's never too early in the morning to evoke Rocky for. So you give yourself a, a huge pass on that. You can bring that up at any point uh, that you want. Listen, as we talk about the attack and, you know, you talk about the, uh, I guess, the, the, the hole that Bailey is uh, spiraling down, you know, more and more. If she dies, she dies, right? If that's the point we're getting to, uh, that's kind of where I feel like it's headed, Mark. Like, you saw it last night. And then for those of you that didn't, obviously the attack happens, the promo's interrupted, right? But 
right before the 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 segment comes to an end mark bailey puts sasha banks head back into the chair and it looks like she's looking to do some more damage like it didn't look like bailey was done beating the shit out of Sasha. It looked like there was still meat on the bone and that Bailey still wanted to inflict more damage. I wouldn't be surprised if we see that in the coming weeks. Like, I don't think Bailey is done attacking Sasha. I think there's still, excuse me, still more to build uh, in regards to what we, where this feud is going. But don't make it in a, a wrestling environment. Don't make no. it. It's got to be at the gym. It's got to be at her hair salon. It's got to be somewhere where she coming out of the grocery store, it's got to be something where Bailey is crazy. Like, she's yep. stalking her. Like, she, I know you better than you know yourself. I know everywhere you go. You should turn, look over your shoulder. Like, you know, it's got to be one of those kind of things. Would you, and I agree with you, I think, I mean, even in a pandemic, you can get creative and you can you can take them outside the world of the uh, Performance Center or outside of Thunderdome, whatever the case may be, right? What do you think about um, Banks's promo itself? The the timing, the the slow cadence, the the letting it marinate. We talked about psychology in the last segment. I thought there was some good psychology in in, in Banks's promo. What do you what do you think? How'd you break it down? You know, I thought she did a good job with her emotions and the uh, deflection in her voice. Uh, I think the content of what she said uh, could have been a little bit better um, if it was in what me. Way? Yeah, right. If it was me, I would have explained about my feelings. And I let my feelings get in the way of business and how I would never do that again. Like, yeah, we're friends. I help you. You help me. That's a part of it. But I started to rely too much on your help rather than doing it myself. And I'll be damned if I ever get there again. And the only thing that's going to take this taste out of my mouth of I screwed up, that I allowed you to get so deep into my psyche that when you weren't around or you didn't help, I couldn't do it. I couldn't get it done. That's that's done with. From now on, it's about me. It's not letting emotion, it's not letting feelings, it's not letting friendship, love, anything that's dealing with the emotion of me relying on someone else get in the way. Yeah. I'm going to face you again with a clear mind and an open conscience. And my conscience is telling me to rip every strand of hair out of your head is to make it to where nobody ever wants to kiss you or hug you or be close to you again. I'm going to ugly you up. And brother, if you can get that Sasha Banks against the Bailey that wants to destroy her and say that she helped make her, oh shit. Now you got a war. I, this is what I love. We were talking about this. I've said this now. This is the second time I'm going to say this on this show. This is why I love doing this show. Number one, we didn't plan any of this. We don't know where this show is going to go. We have passion. We like talking about pro wrestling. So we do this show. It's, it's a really fun and awesome show. I hope it's fun and awesome to listen to, Nation. But it's certainly um, fun and awesome to do this show, obviously, with the world's strongest man. You talk about war. You talk about where this is headed. I agree with you. We're going to need a match that, that equals that, right? We're going to need a stipulation that equals that. So as you were setting this up, as you were laying it down, as you're giving me the psychology behind the match and what to expect, you know, in the future with this, um, you talked about a war. And I'm thinking about a match that I haven't seen a lot from with the ladies. And it's a oh, match that I, th- that? And, and a match Man. that I think, and, and a match that I think, would fit this feud perfectly, a first blood match. 
fucking you're making you you were literally blading you were literally blading your forehead i think that's what you were going at first a, a blood blood match it is is that not perfect is that not perfect brother brother that 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 seals when you said you know a stipulation yeah. and the only thing that crossed my mind that is unbefitting of children is unbefitting of women yep is complete and utter violence yep and that sir is the most i i you know what man jeez to Hook try to shit, make some, to try to make somebody bleed lord yep. have mercy yep that that's that's putting a that's putting the, the turbo fuel in your tank right there I mean, you can really fly with that yep. <laughs> little jet fuel. Yep. I'm putting and it will jet. take and, and it will take that it will take that feud mark and send it into as you said, give it that jet fuel. Send it into a stratosphere, into an area that we probably haven't even thought of, and the promos leading up to that. If you have a first blood match and you build to it for three, four weeks, the promos where you talk about blood and violence and the backstory, man, it's exactly what this feud needs, and it's not forced. It's where it is naturally progressed for the six, seven, eight, however long these two ladies have been in our collective conscience, and and again. It's a match not commonly seen for the women. I, I can't really, I don't really have a classic first blood match that sticks out in my mind for the women. They, no, could, be, they could be that Roman or they could be that, excuse me, Razor and Sean. Like they could have that match for the women that sets the bar for every other first blood that, match that comes after them. Like the truly violent, the truly vile, the truly tumultuous feud that happened between two of the greatest women of all time at this point in the pandemic, whatever the case may be, it has that sort of build that can stick with you for a generation or more. Wow, man. Is it asking too much? Yes. <laughs> it's yes. asking too much. It's pro wrestling. It's pro wrestling. So yeah. Damn it. Wow, we come on, a little fantasy booking. <laughs> can we get can we get this guys? Like, come on, you're killing me. I need I need to have that. Well, oh my god, bro! Like that that would be the one that I think that it would draw too much attention from the main event of any pay per view. That match would probably have to be the main event. Yeah. It yeah. would. I mean, you think about the matches that Bailey and Sasha have had historically. Yep. And you add that element to it with the feud that's going on, it have to be the main event. Because I'm going to tell you something be. right now. Yeah. I wouldn't want to follow them. I wouldn't want to be the one to follow them, have that pressure. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, WWE Championships, it's a world title. I think it deserves it if it fits. That's on y'all. But don't throw something out there that you don't think is going to be able to top what they do. Because you know the fans. <laughs> They're going to let you know. Yep. So I'm just saying. Hey, everybody. This is Fran Freshella, host of the podcast World of Basketball. The game of basketball has truly become a global game. Markovic fires it in to Mickey. It's somehow it goes in. Each week, I talk with the players, coaches, and executives who have led the way in growing the game of basketball around the world. Real Madrid have stolen victory from the jaws of defeat. Episodes are available every Thursday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. The week that was in professional wrestling, weekly winner. Where are you going? What do you think? Who got it? You know what, man? Um, I really enjoyed this week. Uh, Monday yeah. was good. Monday had, you know, a, a lot of great wrestling. The presence of the stars uh, on Monday with, you know, Keith Lee doing his thing and um, having Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre have their – their sagas, as well as the Hurt Business and uh, them fighting the retribution and and how the show ended where Braun Strowman is standing there 
with formerly known as Babatunde, but what a large, imposing human being. And I don't think that this is going to be one of those easy wins that Bron just grabs and scoops the dude up and gives him a running power slam. I think that, you know, in a fight environment, uh, anything can happen. And, I mean, anything can happen. This is a bad dude that we're talking about. Um, but, I, I, I mean, you go to Wednesday or even Tuesday and yeah. watching uh, Rich Swan on Impact and watching what Impact did this week um, in wrestling, you would have to say that we are going to have to start introducing more of, and I own Tommy Dreamer. Like we, we have to introduce yeah. more of what uh, impact is doing in the in the in the world of pro wrestling. But Wednesday was I, I looked at AEW and NXT almost tying. Um, I loved the the street fight at the end. I I loved uh, where they led to the match. That that kind of was set. You know, I I told you this earlier. Um, Thunder Rosa, the match that she had um, on Wednesday was better than the match she had with Sheeta in the pay-per-view to me. Yeah, it was so good that before this show even started, that was something that we briefly hit on. You were like, man, we got to touch on this in Weekly Winter, and you're absolutely right. Um, first of all, I did, I do agree. I thought that match was better against East, but I mean, here's the thing. They were both great. This woman has yeah. now been in, in AEW for just a hot minute, and she is already making a, a, a truly sizable impact, no pun intended, obviously. Right. And, uh, you know, you go to NXT and, and, and what they had, you know, with seeing uh, Ciampa uh, come out and, and Ciampa actually get challenged. It's, yeah. it's, this is, that's some different stuff. Like, there were elements to the, the week that is that, I feel like as much as stuff went on, and, and I'm going to tell you something. Um, Thatcher is is slowly becoming uh, one of my top favorite wrestlers in the world right now just because of the antics and the storytelling and uh, him, like, really being kind of delusional at times, but mm -hmm. it's real to him. Uh, and then you go on to yesterday, and um, the flow of the show was unbelievable. And you get to the main event, and not to mention we got to see Big E come back, and there were some some things that 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 really told the story of how they're 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 leading to the pay per view. Yeah. You know, you get Jeff Hardy, you get uh, Sami Zayn, you get AJ Styles, and they make a match that we all want to see in a ladder match. And then you get to the main event. In the last two minutes, two minutes of a show going off the air, the communication and the storytelling was so unbelievable but the, the thing that, that capped it off, it, there was no words. It right. was all old-time wrestling storytelling. Two minutes erased an entire week of wrestling. Now, maybe 12 minutes before that, 14 minutes before that, you had great wrestling. Because there were four outstanding wrestlers yeah. in the ring. But the last two minutes, there was nothing to do with action. It was all looks, reactions, changing and going back to another look, reactions into a final eye-to-eye -eye conversation with Paul Heyman and with the audience. The camera was worked. The manager was worked. 
the reaction to the relative tag partner another look all looks and it told you i mean it would have took a thousand words to describe what happened yeah so without further ado again the reigning defending champion of weekly winner goes to smackdown that's back-to-back weeks. I might even be back-to-back back. weeks. You know what You know what we need to do? We're coming up on our one-year anniversary of doing this Saturday show. It was uh, following that very first SmackDown on Fox, which was, I think, like October 4th or 5th or whatever the case may be. Um, for the next year, I want to – I want to either someone out there in, in, in one of the, the nation members. The weekly winners. Yep. Yeah, I want to know by next year when we finish this, I want to I want to see a full year's worth of weekly winners and see who we did think had the best show for an entire year because Look, I really don't you, know where it I stands. I know a statistician. Is that how you say that? Statistician? Yeah. Statistician. Yeah, sure. Uh, there's a guy. You know a number. You know a, a numbers guy. I know a numbers guy that keeps a tally. He he gave me a book with every win and every loss that I had on television. I, I'm telling you, I, it was like 6,000 and something matches, and he had a tally of it. And Wow. Like, I know that if I reach out to him, he, he made sure I had his information. <laughs> and he's a super fan. And, That's awesome. Uh, when, I get, when I get home, I'm going to look it up and see if he, if he can find a way to do that. All right. I like it. Well, I don't know if we'll get the last year, but certainly we can look forward to the next year. And actually, yeah, keep some keep some tabs on where exactly these awards are going. But I do know, as you said, that's back to back weeks for SmackDown. And Mark, SmackDown got your weekly winner. Um, yeah, you went through the shows pretty well. Uh, we can dive more into our thoughts on, on specific angles and things that we liked uh, when we come back. I'll just say this. <clears throat> it was a tough decision this week for me. You know, I thought. SmackDown had a really good show, a very cohesive show, as we've kind of laid out through the course of hour one here. But I I really, really, really enjoyed AEW All Elite Wrestling this week. It certainly helps when you have, um, well, we, we talked about it in one of the breaks, the first five-star match of the pandemic, courtesy of Mr. Uh, well, the star match king, right, Dave Meltzer, gave that street fight match uh, there in that main event to all elite wrestling, uh, the first five-star match of the pandemic. Now, you know, star ratings aside, okay. Uh, that doesn't mean a, a lot to everybody, right? I understand that, but just look at the response that that match got from legends, from the pro wrestling world, from pundits, from analysts, media members, historians, uh, active pro wrestlers, like I said, legends, everyone in between, everyone loved that match, right? Now, Mark, I was listening to the show yesterday as you guys were, were talking a little bit about the week that was in pro wrestling. It wasn't just that tag match that was great on AEW. There were a couple tag matches on AEW that were really great. I, 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 yeah. I enjoyed FTR and Jurassic Express to kick off the show. I thought that was well-paced. But Hager and Jericho taking on Private Party, that was a good-ass tag match. And then you had yep. a, a really good singles match between Hangman Page and Kazarian. And then, arguably, okay, it wasn't the best match on the card, and that was only because the main event was just so damn enjoyable in that parking lot street fight. Uh, in the main event, but Thunder Rosa, right? Thunder Rosa and Eva Lise in the individual match that they had, that was a bad ass match. Like that was a really well done card, a really quick yeah. two hours. And for me, it ended with the best and it, main and event. It wasn't a spot fest. No, like, it, wasn't. it was good psychology. This, this, uh, this yeah. bad, uh, you know, representation of their spot fest show. Man, AEW. It was great storytelling and great wrestling. I'll just leave it at that. It's not. I already made my weekly winner. To all the elite uh, this week uh, because of that main event. I think that was just again. It was just. It was such a great moment and such a great main event. And, and also another thing, Mark. It's hard to get me fully invested in like a, a psychological match sort of traditional way, like where I'm invested in a match where I'm I'm watching it and I'm like a street fight like that, where I feel it's like it's competitive and it's not just violent, right? 
that was one of the most well-done street fights that I've ever seen, Mark, from a psychological standpoint. Like, it felt like an actual match. And that doesn't always happen with gimmick matches for me, specifically, not just gimmick matches, but street fights. It's really hard yeah. to kind of, like, bring me in like they did. What a just a really well-done and articulated match on Wednesday night. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. Um, it was hard for me to make my decision. Yeah. But if uh, if you go the opposite way... It uh, doesn't make you wrong. It, and, um, no, it just means we had good-ass pro wrestling. Yeah, it just means we had good-ass pro wrestling. That's all yeah, that we means. we won. Yeah, exactly. Now, um, another thing that I think I really really kicked that match up for me um, on Wednesday night in that main event, I, I go back to Hugo uh, Savinovich, who you had on the show yesterday, and he talked about um, the way booking has been for Latinos and, and Latinas in WWE and AEW and, and how he would like to see more. And he talked about commentator and representation or commentators and representation. I thought uh, a lot of that was good. But um, when, when he really talked about, right, the – the, the 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 lack of proper storytelling with some of the Latino characters that really resonated with me in terms of LAX, in terms of Santana and Ortiz. I, I don't talk about it a lot on this show because, well, it's once a week and it's only two hours right now during the pandemic. But one of the most frustrating things I've been watching over this last year, Mark, is watching LAX, watching in Santana and Ortiz at different points being treated as kind of uh, comedic relief or, but it's not even that I have no problem with the comedic relief. I just felt like they weren't being valued and being utilized in the way that they can be. Cause in my mind, and this also, as we talk about Latinos in, in AEW and WWE, in this case, uh, AEW, you can talk about Ray Phoenix and Pentagon. Like yeah. those, in my opinion, LAX and the Lucha brothers, if they're not the best tag teams in the world, they're top three to top five by any measurable metric. And they in don't any feel like wrestling company yeah. in the world. Yeah. Yeah, and they and it doesn't feel like that in AEW. I hope and they should are, be treated that way. Yep, yep absolutely. I hope this is a step in the right direction, and we're getting we're we're, we're going to start valuing those talents more because, as Hugo said, and as any pro wrestling fan, you know, not just Hugo, um, we need to put some more some more respect on the name of the Lucha Brothers and Santana and Ortiz. And well, we certainly got that on Wednesday night. I know they didn't get the dub, they didn't get the win, but. Uh, they got something better. They got a classic match, right? You talk about it all the time, right? On this show, Mark, uh, getting over as opposed to going over, right? right? Santana and Ortiz, I think, not I don't want to say for the first time, but but in a very real week, in a very real way, excuse me, Mark got over on on uh, on Dynamite. Yeah, they did, yeah. and uh, brother, what a week! What what an a week. incredible week! that we wow. had in pro wrestling. And we will keep that. I think yeah. that we all won. Like, uh, <laughs> I think the, the weekly winner is us. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. I want to talk a little crossover. I want to start with uh, Brock Lesnar and the UFC slash MMA. I know you guys were talking about Daniel Cormier yesterday. Now, you said it yesterday. You're like, man, I was talking about this two weeks ago. I, I told you Daniel Cormier would be good for this brand. And listen, Daniel, I, I think I brought this up. I remember talking to Cormier seven, eight, nine years ago when he told me about early in his career with Jim Ross uh, was had his eye on Cormier. Like even before Cormier was this big MMA superstar. I mean, he was a strike force fighter, but I mean, his pedigree as an amateur wrestler, Oklahoma State uh, of the Olympics. I mean, that's a bad dude. And the WWE's had his eye, their eye on him for a little bit. So I think Daniel Cormier in the WWE is going to work out. I don't know what incapacity that's going to happen in, but we know there's a history there. And there is a history with one Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar uh, entered the cage and had a run-in with Daniel Cormier just a couple years ago, and it looked like that potentially those two were on a collision course in the UFC. That didn't happen. Don't know if it's going to happen in the future, but it doesn't look like it, Mark. And I'll say it from at least in the terms of the UFC. Might have to happen in a WWE ring because we got an update on Brock Lesnar's UFC future. We know that 
Lesnar is a free agent. He's testing waters. He's having conversations, or maybe he's not having conversations because according to Dana White via TMZ earlier this morning, uh, White had this to say about his relationship with Brock Lesnar. And he said, quote, not a word. As that's what he's heard from Brock Lesnar. He's heard nothing. He said, the guy has had a long killer career. He actually came in and became a heavyweight champ and the guy's made a lot of money. I just don't see him coming back here over again uh, at his age. So, Mark, when you hear that from the UFC president, I think maybe there were some people out there that thought maybe Brock Lesnar returns for the UFC for one more fight. Uh, the fact that he hasn't spoken to Brock Lesnar, I don't think it bodes well for that scenario, but I do think it bodes well for a scenario where Brock Lesnar returns to the WWE uh, sooner rather than later. What do you think? You know what? I, I, I think that Brock has been a genius at using both companies yes. as leverage to the other company. And I don't think there's going to be anything different. I think that um, this is kind of a ploy, I think, to say, well, I mean, we're not interested if he's not interested. But we all know that the thing that moves the needle is money. And we'll see at the end whether or not one of these, if not both of these, have an offer on the table and Brock has a contract um, by Christmas. And why does Brock Lesnar make so much money? Why is Brock Lesnar the A side of so many combat sports events, right? Uh, well, in part, he's in a large part. Well, right. It's his career and the things that he's put in. But, Mark, it's also competition. When we talk about bottom line, bottom dollar, when we talk about money, Brock Lesnar yeah. is able to make that money because he has leverage in different worlds. Now, yes, he's a commodity. Yes, his career. Yes, the wins. Like all the things that have built towards that. That's on his, but it's also the fact that he has two companies vying for his services. Now, I understand it's the UFC and the WWE. That doesn't apply to a lot of people. In fact, it doesn't apply to many people in the history of uh, combat sports. It's only a couple, right? Ronda Rousey, Ken Shamrock, very few have done it at the highest level uh, for both companies. But but I think this uh, it can highlight just how important AEW is to the professional wrestling world, right? Because the reason Brock Lesnar is able to make so much money is because he has that competition. Now for the first time and for a very long time, almost 20 years, there's a viable competitor in the pro wrestling world, which is cool because then you see a scenario where Rey Mysterio, a guy that we all love and that, that we want to see do well and make all the money in the world, right? He was able to go to AEW and buy reports, get a really sweet deal from AEW and then leverage that with WWE. It's, I guess what I'm just saying, Mark, it's good to have competition again because it's just, it, it makes for healthy and happy talent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. But I think in Brock's case, yeah, uh, Brock has been there and done that. And um, there are a lot of people that want to see Brock get his ass beat. And, and the fans, the fans at, um, um, at UFC, they want to see Brock get a whooping as much as they want to see that the pro wrestling fans want to see him get a whooping. So, Maybe, Mark, maybe, maybe, maybe more so with MMA because Brock has, um, you know, tested positive for performance enhancing drugs at different points. And he kind of has that true villain sort of charisma about him. Like when Brock Lesnar shows up in the UFC, he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And and people like legit boo and hate him. And that that's just as valuable as having a baby face or having a guy that's won multiple titles and you know he's standing there look they're still talking about Conor, Conor, Conor McGregor nope. Conor said he wasn't fighting no more because that's the leverage move to get people to want what they can't have yep it's, it's like that beautiful woman walking by and you're going wow you're a beautiful woman thank you, you can I talk to you for a minute uh, I'm in a hurry I gotta go and, it's, and but it makes you want her more. You're like, listen, babe, come on now, listen. I, I can lay this out for you. You know, I'm, I'm going to go to. We're going to have the mimosa minute in a second. You want to come have a drink with us? Like, you know, just, and and it is like that type of thing. The more that you say no, the more you want it. And right. that's what I think that Brock has over the WWE and over the UFC. Yep, he does. He does. He's a, he again. 
Um, I, I mean, I'm speaking from kind of both sides of the aisle, but he is a once in a generation talent. I've just never seen anything like it. I covered every single one of Lesnar's UFC fights, every single one from Minneapolis to Southern California to Vegas. I was in attendance for every single one. They, there was nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Like that first one against Mir, when, when he came out to Metallica, I think it was like UFC 81, that room got hotter. Like it was a main event, like people were in tune. And I think you, you made a point and we're going to get off to the mimosa minute here in a second, but you made a point about Lesnar and, and, you know, being a true villain and how a true villain and a true heel is, 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 is so important. It's, and it's just as important as a good baby face. Mark, I would make the case that a true villain is infinitely more important than it because baby faces come and go a true heel, a true villain that can captivate both sides of the aisle. That is as rare as it gets. And Lesnar has that. And the thing is, is like, I've dealt with him professionally. He has this reputation that he's this surly guy that doesn't like media and he keeps to himself. Yes, that's true. But he's a nice guy. Like in terms yeah. of being like a professional, that dude is an absolute pro. I've talked to him a few times and he's just, he's a, I know this goes against everything you know about Lesnar. He's a Brock, warm Brock dude. is cool as hell. Yeah. But Brock is not a nice guy. Well. Brock is a man's man. Brock is yeah. a throwback cowboy mixed with uh, a guy that, that really only cares about Brock's interests. Your interest, he can give a shit about your interest, Ryan. He can give a shit about what I feel politically. He can give a shit about what I feel about a sports team. Yeah. It's about Brock. He is about Brock. And there is nothing wrong with that. Now, when I go in there and I see him and I'm, we talk and, and we talk about our kids. He's a man. He's a human. He's got a heart. Not just a beast. He's not just a beast. <laughs> but don't think for one second that Brock cares more about the UFC or about the WWE than he cares about Brock himself. Yeah. It's Brock first. My legacy. How much money am I going to make? Am I going to be able to spend time with my family throughout the year? I don't want to be at a show in Poughkeepsie with 4,000 people. I don't do that. I'm Brock Lesnar. I go to the big shows. That's, that's who Brock is. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.